So turning to Ecclesiastes 11, we are almost finished with Ecclesiastes. And um, so this is the last part of the reading that we get from the teacher before we turn back to the author's conclusion, if I um, if I remember this correctly. So I think we're about to see the author interject what the takeaways really are. That's, that's tomorrow's reading. But today in 11, um, there are, it's, it's, it's a bit of a, um, a nebulous reading. Uh, there's nothing there to me. There wasn't, there weren't really major conclusions that the teacher was, was pushing to us other than, um, you know, maybe a couple things that, that we could, that I kind of got from this first is in these, in these first four verses, um, we see this encouragement to really prepare and commit to a long journey for life so that on one hand we're to, we're to commit to that long journey of growth um, and, and to work and to sow and, and to be committed to wisdom. But on, on the other hand, we're to understand that life can end at any moment, that it's fragile and that we don't really control ultimately that timeline. Um, and then the the other idea that I saw that I don't really remember seeing popping up in Ecclesiastes is down in uh, verse nine, where it talks about uh, the teacher uh, instructs us that we're to live in wisdom and we are to and we're to to enjoy life, but we're to remember that we are going to be judged. And and again, I don't remember seeing that. Um, elsewhere in Ecclesiastes. So a, a great reminder that that even though we're not accountable necessarily for all the circumstances of life, we are accountable and we are judged based on what we do with our life. So it's a really short chapter, um, but it sets up th- this idea. It kind of leaves us yearning for a conclusion uh, that that you know, life can't really be just about personal pleasure, about money, accumulation of stuff. It's got to have something higher than that, a higher purpose. And uh, chapter 12 really leads us uh, into that. And we'll see that tomorrow. But closing out this this area of where the teacher has been instructing us, I guess if, if we pa- if I pause and think about what's my what's really a big takeaway that I would get from the teacher's section of this, for me, um, it's it's the reminder that we got a day or two ago, really, and I guess it may be recency bias that I'm thinking of a day or two because we've been in this for a little while, but it's this reminder that wisdom isn't the ability to resist temptation. It's the ability and um, the, the understanding that we must flee it. Um, and wisdom is, is, is really recognizing that we're fighting a losing battle within ourselves, really, uh, against sin, and um, that we can do best uh, by doing two things kind of at the same time, Un- learning to understand, or, or really learning and understanding um, how God created life, understanding the, the world of cause and effect that God created for us, but remembering at the same time that we destroyed the perfect relationship between cause and effect in this world with sin. Sin's ripple effect destroyed that relationship. Um, And so we've got to lean into wisdom, uh, leverage wisdom in our lives, but hold lightly to it in that um, the the world around us isn't fair. We've all heard that as kids. It isn't fair. The uh, world of cause and effect is not perfect. 
and it's not perfect because of us. It's not perfect because of sin. Um, so just a great reminder, a great lesson for today.